You're listening to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday afternoon. Let's kickstart the week with our health and fitness. And I'd love to welcome back on the program the one and the only Nathan Solier. Nathan, it's great to speak to you. How are you doing? I am awesome. How are you today? Yes, I'm great. Um, I do have a bit of a sore throat, but that's probably... I was speaking oh. to my colleagues about it, and they said it's the heat. It's because it's so hot. It's coming out from your throat. I was like, oh, I don't know about that. I think it's maybe <clears throat> lack of sleep or something. Um, but well, at least as long as you're testing posi- uh, uh, negative, then that would be okay. <laughs> definitely, definitely negative. Um, every day, even uh, uh, during the weekend, I'm still doing the rat test. And um, Andy was like, why are you doing it? You're not going to work. I was like, just in case, you know. <laughs> exactly, just in case. Um, but speaking of lack of sleep, usually I go to sleep quite early. But, you know, sometimes with the kids, if they wake up a few times, I have trouble falling back asleep so that's that's the issue which is really fitting because today's topic and you'll be imparting your wisdom uh, will be about the quality of sleep and and some sleep tips that you have because i remember you saying it's definitely one of the the pillars of fitness oh absolutely you know if you are if you're if you're lacking in sleep you will be tired first and foremost um and when you get sick when you get sick, you're actually tired before you get sick. So if you can avoid being tired, then you will also avoid being sick. So it's really important to get your sleep. Absolutely. And also I find that when we are sick, when you, I mean, you can take medicine and whatnot, but once you have adequate rest and sleep, it's a, it's a, such a great immune booster as well. I think I remember talking to you during my COVID days, you know, just forcing yourself to sleep really helps uh, with our immune system. Yeah, it's massive. I mean, you, you will get any, uh, any doctor or any medical practitioner prescribing sleep as a way of being able to, to, to get over the flu. I remember years ago, a, uh, a doctor said to me, he says, oh, oh, okay, so you're sick, you need to go on antibiotics. I said, I don't take antibiotics. You know, I haven't taken antibiotics for a long time. He said, well, then you need to take three days off work. I went, oh, I can't take three days off work. He says, well, then you need to take antibiotics. And I was like, mm, mm. <laughs> so I decided to take three days off work, and it was actually the best thing. And that made me realize that, you know, a, a lot of our uh, sickness can be healed by just getting more sleep and getting the quality of sleep, you know, there's quantity and quality. So it's really important to be able to get both of those. So, you know, I put together a list, you know, we, we said about seven, and there's so many more that you can also try. And what I urge your listeners to think of is, um, is to try, you know, one or two of these and see whether they help with your sleep. Because I think sleep is like the, um, is like the new nutrition, isn't it? Is, you know, how do I get a good quality sleep? How do I get the quantity of sleep that I need to be able to feel the best? Or, you know, you might be sitting at work or, or, or whatever today and thinking, God, I feel tired. I wish I could have a little bit of an afternoon snooze. So, you know, all of those sort of things. Usually you know, during my show, I'm like, can I have a snooze? Now? <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. My two in my sleep. No, no, no. Absolutely not. But it's you're right. Uh, you mentioned just now quality of sleep because a lot of times people will say, "No, but I had eight hours of sleep, but I'm still tired." But it comes down to the quality and how well you actually slept, and and the conditions of which your room may play a part Correct. as well. But I'll hand it over right. to you. So, so you, you 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 got to there, there's three things that I want you to think of when you set up your room. This is the the temperature of your room. 
um, the darkness of your room and also the noise. So some people are really sensitive to noise. You know, if they hear a bang or if they hear something in the next room, um, it can really play with, you know, keeping yourself awake. So one of the things that I do recommend is if you do have a noisy apartment, like you're on a road or something like that, is perhaps get one of these, you know, little little fountains that run water down the, um, uh, you know, down the little down the little side, and it. it 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 cancels out the noise outside somewhat, right? So it's not gonna it's not gonna stop you know a, a honking horn or anything like that. But it's not gonna you know, make that, you want to wake up to to go to the toilet, is it? With some running water. Well, and, and then I'm gonna talk about hydration later. <laughs> <laughs> so you know those are the you know the first one is the, the quietness of your room, trying to get it to silence. Um, also the the temperature of your room. Um, they did a study years ago on. Um, on, on schizophrenics and and there was a, a perpetual cycle with schizophrenics it's like they stay up late they don't get enough sleep their craziness gets crazier um, they don't get enough sleep their craziness gets crazier so what they did is, is these were the best people to sort of try this you know whether you know room temperature made a difference and so what they did they put these skull caps on their head and they ran cold water through it so they cooled the body temperature down and they cooled the, the, the body temperature uh, not necessarily down to 16 degrees, but the, the water was 16 degrees. So it actually improved the quality of their sleep. So the what I recommend for you guys is, is like you could do two things. You can first of all cool your body down. And I know when you are um, you are experienced menopause, your body temperature is hot. And so being able to have, if not just a um, if if not a cold shower. Maybe just even a shower, just to be able to bring the temperature down before you go to bed. And that was one. And then the other one is is being able to put the aircon on, perhaps putting the aircon on maybe one hour before you go to bed, so it cools the temperature of the room down. And try to get it as cool as you can. I noticed the other day my my aircon only goes down to 18 degrees. So me being able to have a, a cold shower before going to bed. And then going to bed improves the quality of my sleep dramatically. And then the um, uh, then the last one is is getting the, the room dark. Now, when we are we are humans, we are we are animals. You know, we we are dictated by the sun and the moon. So when the sun comes up, we awake, and when the sun goes down and the moon comes up, we're supposed to go to sleep. So when we go to when when, when we awaken, so our, our serotonin levels go up. Our um, our, in, our in, endorphins go up, so and our, um, uh, and our stress go up. But when we when the sun comes down, what happens? They start to drop, and melatonin starts to release. You might have heard of melatonin before. It's a uh, it's a uh, it's a hormone in the body. And when we you know when we use the uh, when we release um, uh, melatonin into the body, it starts to make us go to sleep. So darkness really helps you sleep. So if you if you are in your bed and you can actually see in your room, it's not dark enough. So consider getting some blackout curtains. And, and we're moving house, you know, in a couple of weeks. And Nina was like, "Yep, we, you know, we gotta, we gotta change our curtains because it doesn't fit." So we went to IKEA and we bought blackout curtains. They're brilliant, so aren't they? Yeah. Here's a plug for IKEA. Go to IKEA, get some blackout curtains. It's pretty cheap, and they're pretty um, cheap. Yes. 
where you can get them made and and you know the quality is 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 you know you we've we've spent i remember buying some blackout curtains years ago it was like six thousand dollars to buy what? them but but the quality of the sleep improved dramatically um, now we got asked from ikea because we have our toddler um kipper she's almost three and so she was still waking up in the night so we're like okay we think it's the curtains so we went to ikea and we bought blackout curtains and she slept through the night because we realized it was so it was getting bright we, we went in why would you why would she wake up at about five thirty every morning or sometimes in the nighttime it's because the neighbors would flip their light and it'd come into her room and we figured and it's a game go. changer and and here's the other thing so during the summer we don't need as much sleep because the light actually comes up earlier in the morning whereas in the winter of course, the light is less, so we generally sleep longer. I mean, that, that's you know we've known this from animals like bears who have you know you know um, you know they sleep longer in, in, in the winter. The, what do they do? It they um, they call it hibernation. Hibernation. I was going to call it meditation, but yeah, it's called hibernation. <laughs> and so yeah, so so those are the sort of things you want to be able to consider. And and one thing you know before before I finish on on how to set up your room. Is uh, is your phone? Is making sure that your phone is set to sleep mode. Mm, yes. That way, you are you are not. First of all, you are you are not getting the signals from the Wi-Fi. You're going to understand that we are being bombarded by Wi-Fi, by electronics, by um, by noise all the time. And in Hong Kong, it's really really powerful. So if you are sensitive to that sort of stuff, try. It. You know, if you've done all the the, the darkness, the the coolness, and the and the um, uh, and the quiet of your room, try switching off your Wi-Fi and see whether that also supports your sleep. When my daughter was little and we did all of these things, we just switched the Wi-Fi off in the house, and that dramatically improved her sleep. So well, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's a great idea. It's true because of all the waves yeah. and yeah, yeah, and so. Yeah, so, so they're the points that I would set up your room. Now, the other ones that I would also think of is like people have trouble going to sleep. And part of it is because, you know, they're, they're either on their electronics before going to bed or, or they've got thoughts on their mind um, um, or maybe they've exercised before going to bed. Uh, like I said, the body temperature rises. If your body temperature rises, then it's going to have trouble going to sleep. So these are the sort of things that I would get you to consider of trying to be able to get sleep on time. And people ask me, what time should I be going to bed? Well, I'm going to really, I'm going to really, you know, um, spook you out here. You should be in bed by 10:30 every night because we are dictated by the sun and the moon. If we're going to bed at 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning, the first four hours between 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock is um, uh, is physiological repair. And from 2 o'clock to 6 o'clock is um, psychological repair. So it, it explains why, you know, people can, you know, sleep, you know, between 12 and 1, 2 o'clock, whatever it is, and they don't feel too bad in the morning. But... If you are, if you're going to, if you have an injury and you're struggling to get over that injury, I would have you consider going to bed earlier by 10, 10:30, so that way your body gets healed between 10 and 10 and 2 in the morning. Because we release our biggest um, dose of human growth hormone at 11 p.m. and at 4 a.m. 
So it's really important, and don't ask me why, you know, we only got 20 minutes, but you know, these are the sort of things that you've got to realize that if, if you are, if, if you're going to bed when it's nighttime and you're getting up when it's daytime, it will dramatically improve your performance mentally and physically. It'll also heal your body as well. So meditation is one I use a lot. And I explained this last week of how to meditate is just belly breathing on your bed. And when thoughts come in your head, you just acknowledge the thoughts and you say, thinking, thinking, thinking. If you hear, if you hear something, you say, hearing, hearing, hearing. And if you feel something like you're scratching your nose, you say, uh, uh, feeling, feeling, feeling. Now you just keep repeating that. And most people um, say, oh my God, I can't meditate. But I, I, I was the same. And, and you know, over time I've practiced this and lo and behold, I go to sleep pretty quick. I, I don't know how long it takes because, you know, you just doze off and I wake up in the morning. Another one you can use is thought diaries. And they're really good as well because, you know, people who have got a lot on their plate and they've got a lot of thoughts in their brain is being able to write things down in a diary that you can put beside your bed and then you can lay on your, you know, you can say to yourself, I'm going to address this in the morning. So you just write your thought in the diary and then close it and go back and lie on your bed. If you have another thought, you can write it down again, but you just keep dumping those thoughts in there until you've got nothing more in your head. And that's really, really effective. I find that very effective. Now, the last two, uh, oh, actually, there's, there's, there's three. There's, the last three is food, and um, food is one of them. And food is really important because if you have stimulants like You've got to think food is a stimulant, right? Food, if you have um, high sugar, if you have coffee, you know, if you're, um, if you're drinking alcohol. very salty as well. And then you wake up in the middle of the night feeling really thirsty. I'm glad you brought that up. That's right. Yeah. And, you, and if you have a lot of salt in there, then you've got to remember that this will also stimulate your body. And if you have a really high sugar meal in the evening, I'd like you to try this out. Is this before, you know, you have a high sugar meal in the morning. Notice that you have, you, you may even wake up around 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, 1 o'clock in the morning, or you just have a really restless sleep. And that's because sugar speeds up our cells. Now, cells, our brains are cells, you know, our, our skin cells, you know, our stomachs are cells, everything is cells in their body, and that stimulates those things to be able to keep it awake. And I've had a number of people in the past say, Oh, coffee doesn't affect me. You know, I, I can drink coffee in the evening. And you know what? Just have you consider, but just ask yourself, if you are, if you're waking up in the morning and you don't feel rested and you are having that coffee before bed, I would have you consider to try and cut that coffee out of your diet for a period of time and see whether that is actually helping you improve your sleep. Because coffee is... Coffee is a half-life half life of, of, of six hours. So if you have coffee at, um, at five o'clock in the evening, it will, not, it will still be in your system at 11 o'clock at night. So generally, I have coffee anywhere between 12 and two o'clock in the afternoon. I, I cheat a little bit every now and then, but I just notice that the quality of sleep that I have when I do cheat is poor after drinking coffee. Now, right now, I'm on a, I'm on a I'm on a detox, and detox is just, you know, we, we can go into detoxes later, but just basically I'm cutting out all stimulants like coffee and alcohol and, and sugars and things like this from my diet. So think How of long like, for? 
I'm going to do it for 30 days. Oh, wow. I, I, I'm at week eight. I have to say, man, a week uh, at day four, it's just like, oh, my God, I want my coffee. I want my, you know, I want my sugar. So, you know, it does take something. But I have to say, once you get over that hump, and uh, once you get over the hump, it makes a massive difference to um, uh, to to your sleep. And and right now, I'm in day eight, and I feel so much more rested than I did, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So, I highly recommend, you know, going on something like this to be able to 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 be able to support your sleep and also your health. And I think that's pretty much it covers like food. If you have any questions on food, then just let me know, and then I can go into more of that. But the next one is water, and and you know, in this case, we should be drinking. You know, we should be drinking a lot of our water during the day, not during the night, because if you drink your water during the night, guess what happens halfway through the night? You get up, you go to the toilet, and even though, even though people say it doesn't really disrupt my sleep, just Get it does. You know, you are getting out of bed, going to the toilet. Sorry, Nathan. I think you might be getting some messages. It keeps dinging in the oh. uh, on the oh, okay. in the audio. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hang on. Good call. All right, let me shut it down. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, there you go. Yes, so, you're right. Um, I'm guilty of that. I always have like a big glass of water before bed and I I just feel so dehydrated because of the air con. It just dries out the atmosphere. So I always have a big glass of water before I go to bed and then I, I live to regret it because by about half past two, I'm like, oh, I need to wake up. Yeah. And then I, and then well, I so can't what sleep. Can do, here's, here's my life hack for you is before you go to bed, have a sip of water in your mouth, rinse it around. Mm and then swallow it and then go to sleep. Now you can even, and here's another one, you can even use a piece of surgical tape and put it on your mouth so that way you breathe through your nose and not through your mouth. Yes. And so that way it'll keep it moist throughout the night. Yes. And it's something from a, a program called the Buteco Method. And what you do is you tape your mouth at nighttime with a piece of surgical tape so that way, and, and even if you're a little bit worried, you can just put a little piece and it'll probably break during the night because the reason why you've got a dry mouth is because you're, yes. you're breathing through your mouth, so as opposed to breathing through your nose. So consider that you can have a, a mouthful of water, rinse it around in your mouth, and then you can, um, and then you can swallow it, and then uh, tape your mouth, and then that will, that may improve it. And like I said, you know, all of the stuff, like I said to you, is is like. I don't want you to believe what I say. What I want you to do is just try it on and see whether it does or not. You can come back to me next week. You can post in the chat and say, oh, poo-poo, that didn't work. But what I want you to do is if you are getting a poor quality sleep is try some of these things on. And, and I find with the water thing is, is if you can stop drinking water around 7 or 8 in the evening, you will improve. Uh, you'll, 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 and you go to bed about 10, 10.30 and you go to wee before you go to bed you'll find that you will sleep through the night. Hmm. Now, the, the the one that I also said before is alcohol. Just avoid it. If you're drinking heavily, you will always have a bad night's sleep. You know, it's it's pretty much guaranteed. We all know those sort of things. But it and makes last, you sleepy. Alcohol makes you sleepy, but it affects the quality of your sleep. Yeah, weird, right? It, weird. It, it, gets you, it, it makes you want to go to sleep, but then all of a sudden it makes you wake up. Now, part of that is, is because of the high sugar content. You know how I said it before, it's like if you have a high sugar meal 
and then you'll wake up one or two in the morning, that's what will actually happen. And the last one is the aerobic exercise in the evening. Just be aware that aerobic exercise raises our heart rate and raises our body temperature. And like I said before, we want to be able to cool that temperature at night time. So if you're exercising quite late at night, beware and you're not you're not getting to bed on time, like I said, you know, 10, 10, 30, then it may be comes part of your exercise. Okay, so when's the latest that you can exercise? Because I think we've talked about this before. We often see people, Hong Kongers work till very late and sometimes they'll have dinner and then they'll go for like a night jog at say 10 yeah. in the evening. But when's the latest that you can exercise? 8, 8.30? Yeah, if you, were, if you were supposed to go to bed at 10, 10.30, you should be exercising around 7. Seven, finish yeah. by eight. Um, but like I said, some people go to bed later, right? So if you do go to bed, about three or four hours before going to bed. So it allows your body to be able to cool down before you go to bed. Yeah, okay. And, and one last question, Nathan. You know, as, as, as we age, as we get older, and sometimes you'll hear old people say, I only need four hours of sleep. So um, should they be going to bed still early and then wake up really early, say at like three or four in the morning? Or should they just wait until a bit later and go to sleep at midnight, for example? Because, you know, um, a lot of elderly people will say, but I only need four or five hours of sleep. Yeah, that, then that's a really good point. Like I said before, remember the first four hours is physiological repair. So if you have an injury, I would be trying to push it towards 10, 10, 30 as much as you can. Even if you do wake up at 4, 4.30 in the morning, you know, who cares? You know, you can get up and start the day. I mean, early bird catches the worm. That's true. That's true. I know, I know you're, you're definitely an early bird. What time did you wake up this morning? I woke up at 6 a.m. Oh, wow. That's not bad, right? That's really good. Um, usually yeah, you wake yeah, up yeah, earlier. Yeah. I, I beat yeah, you today. So I, I woke up at 5.30 today. So, yeah, so so I'm tr I'm trying to at the moment I'm trying to get my seven and a half hours lie down right. So I'm trying to get to bed by ten ten thirty or even earlier. So I did set my alarm. I went to bed at ten forty two last night, and of course my daughter was in my bed as well. <laughs> that was so hard. But I still got up at six o'clock. But you know if I go to bed if I go to bed like uh, you know nine thirty ten then usually I'll get up about five five thirty. But I I generally go on a night. 90-minute cycle, so that way that seven and a half or six hours or nine hours, I'm really striving for nine right now. Wow, that's amazing. And it's true that the earlier you wake up, the earlier you'll, you'll feel tired and you'll want to go to bed. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Nathan, Absolutely. remind our listeners once again, how can we follow you on social media? Absolutely. So you can give me our Instagram account, which is Elite PT Studio. Or you can go to my Facebook page, which is also Elite PT Studio. Or if you want some really free, some free content, you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Evolve, Progress, Transform. Excellent. Well, Nathan, thank you so much once again for your time this week. And I look forward to catching up with you, not next week, but the week after. Thank you so much. My pleasure. I've been dreaming about the West Coast.